I'm Max Crosby, and this is episode 101 of the Who's on Top podcast. And welcome back to episode 101. So let's introduce the host. First, we'll go to Ellis's basement where we have two analysts. Uh, first, a little piece. Like, I don't want to bring up college baseball because that's going to get him a little little ticked off. But the Joe Buck of women's college basketball, Ellis Gordon. How are you doing, Ellis? Thank you, Fox. And yeah, I'll discuss more of that later. All right. Then, yo, he doesn't care about the facts. He just cares about his winnings. Jacob Kazan. How are you doing, BDK? Doing well, doing well. I'm glad you had a great time in Spain, but uh, I'm excited to, uh, to get this into this episode and let's talk some sports. Yes, sir. And finally, our favorite, at least more than just a guest star at this point. He's, I think he's a Pro Bowl alternate. Max Crosby. How you doing, Maxie? Pretty solid, pretty solid. Voice is dead, but I'm ready to talk some sports. All right. So let's get into it with the tip-off. Do-do. A lot has happened since... We last talked, and we are going to talk about some baseball first, and we'll just do a summary. We'll go around the league a little bit in the AL East. The Yankees have sort of fought. Jacob declared the world was ending when his team is up by like six in the division. That's how much of a loser he is. Um, the Yankees have been dealing uh, their first wave of injuries. There should be more. Stannon's hurt. First off, May- that's what I said. Mayhew's hurt. That's not what I said. Um, Everyone's getting hurt, and I said the world was ending. Nothing to do with team record. Everyone was getting hurt. That's okay. what I was saying. Um, who's our green Chapman? Um, Anton Donaldson. Uh, Stanton Donaldson. Lemayu was hurt for a little bit. Um, but they're still rolling around because they're just getting such good pitching. The Red Sox caught fire. Finally, they were just scoring runs at an unprecedented race uh, pace. Uh, but they've cooled off the last two games. Luis Castillo just came in here and shoved. Um and the Blue Jays and the Rays are still wild card spots. Then in the Central, the Twins are still leading the White Sox. The White Sox still underperforming, and the Twins still overperforming. AL, the bottom of the AL Central has been a lot worse than expected. Tigers, arguably the biggest disappointment in baseball. Then in the West, the Angels, they just got swept by the Blue Jays, and now they're trailing the Yankees. And the Astros are, as Austin Davis just walks the leadoff hitter, who's Batting sucks, and but that's not the point. Uh, the point is that the Astros are still ahead of the Angels, and the Rangers have surprisingly played competitive baseball, even with Marcus Simeon being a bum. And the Mariners, they might be the huge disappointment, too, the, one of the biggest disappointments, too. They're just 20 and 28. And at least Mets running away with it. They're nine and a half games up. Nine and a half games up. The Phillies are 21 and 28. The Braves still not, haven't gotten it going yet, um, even though Acuna has come back in the central you got the Brewers four up on the Cardinals. Really a two-team race there. And then the West, the Dodgers are a machine. The Padres are hanging with them. And the Giants are somewhat keeping pace. They have the wild card. They're six and a half back. Certainly plenty of time. Um, who's doing well? Of course, Judge is an MVP candidate. Um, Rafael Devers is the best hitter in baseball right now. Um, 
340 with 10 bombs. JD Martinez is batting 370, which is crazy. But enough about the AL East. What are your like percentage optimism on the um, Red Sox? Uh, what, I guess uh, playoff chances right now. I mean, they're only four games back, so they just gotta actually play their game. They've just been too inconsistent. I mean. You know they've scored they've scored more runs than the Yankees this year. Think about that, how bad their offense was in the beginning. They've scored 14 more runs than the Yankees. Like they are a better team than what they played. They're, they had been getting it going and then they lost unacceptably lost three out of five at home to the Orioles. Even though, you know, Jacob, yeah, Alice, the Orioles are kind of scrappy. Like they're I'm not just saying that because like they beat us three out of five. Like I'm still saying that unacceptable, but they have hitters. Their bullpen's nasty. Their bullpen is absolutely nasty. They got this guy, Cesar Valdez, who has a .6 DRA. Um, anyway, some other news around the week. Julio Rodriguez has finally got it going. Uh, Trout's a machine. Um, trying to think of some more players. Anybody else catch your eye, Jacob? Any players? You're, you're, you're the fantasy guy. Taylor Ward. Oh, Taylor Ward. Yeah, he's been one of the big breakout stars. Jazz Chisholm, too. Alvy's really been struggling a lot this year. All right, just gonna other, go other news, Dominic Smith going down to AAA. Oh, yeah, thanks, Maxie. Look at you jumping in. Yeah, Dominic Smith down to AAA. A guy who, I think he had 340 in 2020. Now he's in AAA. Pretty surprising. Max, anything? How, how's your team north of the border doing? I think pretty mid. Honestly, <laughs> I ain't too caught up with the Blue Jays stuff. I saw that they were not first in division, as many predicted them to be. And they're not going to mm-hmm. lead the World Series because Vladdy's not doing too hot. Neither is T. Oscar. So yeah. things aren't looking too good, but just off of the season that uh, Guerrero had last season, I'm pretty confident that he'll turn it around towards the second half, get the Blue uh, Jays towards a wild card push, and you know, make a challenge for the chip around then. But otherwise, things are looking pretty mid right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the pretty much things have gone somewhat what we expected. I mean, the Phillies and the um, Mariners have underperformed a bit. The Twins, we thought they could be good with that offense. And, um, I mean, the NL Central, like the Brewers and the Cardinals, we knew they were going to be there. We knew the NL West was going to be a three-team race. So things are starting to even themselves out as we get past Memorial Day and into June. But let's not talk about baseball anymore. Let's talk about basketball. Three weeks ago, or four, I think it was actually like five weeks ago, Jacob, I mean, Ellis brought on, uh, one of his friends to tell us that the Celtics were going to lose the Nets. And when I said they can make a run to the finals, I was laughed at. I was laughed at. Ellis just keep Ellis and Jacob really just keep bringing on stupid people who go against my teams and make dumb points. We know we already know who the other guy I'm talking about is. I'm still bringing that up because the Celtics, I mean, it was a pretty weak series. I mean, if we're being completely honest, um, the Celtics were clearly Bro, y'all lost because Jamie couldn't clutch that, that last three-pointer. I was saying that from a Celtics perspective. The Celtics, oh, okay. I don't think they played a weak series, but I just don't think it was that well played. It was just – it was ugly, sort of slow. It was hard fought, just not well played. The Celtics almost blew – jeez, game seven. I was watching – let's see, it was six – what time was it? No, it was like 5.30 in the morning. I was at the airport. Eastern fan. All I could do was watch the play-by-play and – Boy, was I glad I was not watching when Jimmy Butler took that three. Um, what do you guys think about that shot, by the way? Because we're not going to talk about the finals. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, Jimmy, it's that Jimmy, it's that seven times out of ten. Just wasn't. Yes, he does. Jimmy Butler does not hit that. Jimmy Butler, a guy. I have an opinion on that shot. I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy Butler had PTSD to that series versus the Raptors when he drove. 
he drove in against Ibaka and scored a two to tie up the game. And you know what? You know what happened after that? Raptors hit game winning shot. I think Jimmy felt that he needed to clutch this and take the lead. And he wasn't going to settle for just time in the game. He yeah, felt like he had to do more. He was thinking about his yeah, failures in the past. He had a high layup, but the Celtics were clearly the better team, one. And two, and like two, like there's still going to be time on the board for the Celtics to score. So I, I, I like the move. I don't hate the move. I have a problem with Ellis saying that Jimmy Butler makes that yeah. shot seven times out of ten. This way, I trust Jimmy Butler in the clutch with that shot. I mean, the Heat, we know they were banged up. We knew. Um, like Jimmy Butler, he missed the second half of game three. He clearly wasn't the same for game four. Um, who else was hurt? Lowry missed a couple games. Um, Hero. Was, Hero was out. I mean, the Celtics were banged up too. Marcus Smart missed a game. Um, Robert Williams was in and out, barely played the fourth quarter. So both teams were banged up. Um, and they, they got like no rest in between games. There's no, there, it was game off day, game off day. There's only one day of rest in between each game. But yeah, the Celtics, I mean, this core, um, it started a long time ago when they drafted Marcus Smart in 2014, sixth overall. And then they got Brown and Tatum and adding some contributing pieces over the last couple of years. But it's been a long time coming. Um, if they didn't get this this year, this would, pro- this, was the hard- this would be the toughest one to swallow because they had everything going in their favor. But before we before we get into the uh, finals preview that we'll get in later, I'm just going to say if they play like they did against the Heat, as they did do against the if they as they did against the Heat as they against the Warriors, they're not winning the series. They got to play a lot better than that. But speaking of the Warriors, Jacob, you want to talk about the Western Conference Finals? Yeah. So Western Conference Finals really not even a close series at all. Obviously, we all know the Warriors took that series four to one. They were up commanding three to three zero lead, and then Mavs took Game Four. To, to make it 3-1, but at just no, no point in time did the Mavericks look like they really had any chance to win the series at all or really just win more than one game. The Warriors just dominated from the start, shooting the ball lights out in game one, blowing them out a couple times. Jordan, yeah, Jordan Poole stepping up big time for the Warriors this year in the regular season, especially in the playoffs so far. Wiggins is playing great basketball. Curry's unstoppable. They're, they're just disgusting. And, uh, yeah, as much as I really wanted to see the Mavs you know, make this a close series and stuff. Cause I really do. I really do like them. I love Luca. Luca just doesn't have enough help at this point. And uh, they've got to do something this off season to, to get him an, another star to play alongside with. But yeah, it was really just warriors all along and it was no matchup at all. All right. You want to, Ellis, you want to take it away with some stupid? Yeah. Jacob, want to give a little hockey thing first? Oh yeah. I forgot. Yeah. So Western conference finals in hockey, Edmonton Oilers playing against the Colorado avalanche. Game one is on right now, and I believe, yep, at the end of the first period, it is 3-2 Avalanche. So looking to be a high-scoring game one. Maybe that will continue. In the east, the New York Rangers with an amazing comeback in the divisional in the division round uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes. They were down 3-1. They came back and won 4-3. Masterclass game by uh, Shostakin and goal. And uh, just great, great, great games all around by the Rangers. So now they play the back-to-back champions, Tampa Bay Lightning. Going to be a tough series for the Rangers, but uh, hopefully a good one. And hopefully New York can uh, find its way to the finals. All right, let's move on. Like a stupid shit. We got a lot, of, uh, a lot coming awesome. at you from this week. Um, let's talk about F1, Monaco and Spain. Last check were two races. Monaco, of course, probably the most prestigious F1 race of the season. Uh, Spain was a Red Bull domination. Verstappen, Perez, uh, one-two finish. Verstappen, of course, lead the entire 
a pole and Red Bull lead, of course, the entire Constructors Cup, the car racing. Um, Russell got third, keeping in Spain, of course, keeping his top five streak alive, um, yet to get first. Monaco is a weird one. A lot of rain delays, a lot of crashes. They actually didn't finish the race. They hit their three-hour limit. Sergio Perez this time at Red Bull, getting his first win in Monaco, one of his only wins, of course, he being the B team, the B teammate to Max Verstappen's A. Uh, Leclerc, after a, they f***ed up the pit stop, got fourth. Russell barely hangs on to his top five street, gets five. And um, Sainz gets two for Ferrari, and Verstappen gets in three on a weird, weird race on a rainy day. And Monaco's already weird because it's a street race. So, yeah, that puts Red Bull at first, drivers and constructors. Um, and then Ferrari at second, drivers and constructors. Leclerc being second, of course, in the drivers. Um, next, there was – let's talk about soccer. The Champions League was this – Saturday, got a chance to watch in Israel. It was electrifying. Um, Real Madrid won one nothing. Uh, Thibaut Courtois, of course, the hero of the day, making so many crazy saves on Liverpool. Uh, Liverpool kind of dominated the game, but they couldn't get a goal because their goalie, the uh, Real Madrid's goalie, was incredible. Um, and then Real Madrid, of course, with that scintillating counterattack to take the one nothing lead in the 55th minute and hang on for the victory. Uh, Syria off. AC Milan wins the Serie A. Jose Mourinho is so good everywhere, but the Premier League sucks. He can do it for Man United. Um, Premier League, Man City hangs on to win an astonishing comeback. Down 2 nothing with 20 minutes remaining, needing a win. And they scored three goals in 10 minutes to win the game and win the league. Uh, Real Madrid won their league. That was wrapped up a while ago. And, of course, um, Bayern Munich won their league. That was wrapped up also a while ago. Let's go to college baseball. Um, the field is set, round of 64, and this is just going to be Rutgers absolutely, like, snubbed. And, you know, I could say this is a biased Rutgers fan. I, of course, I report for the team. But every single baseball site that predicts the uh, – I guess you call it bracket, um, but it's a little different than a bracket in college baseball. Regardless, we'll call it bracket for simplicity's sake. Every single one had Rutgers in. They were not even – they were considered, like, some had them in barely, but, and some had them in, like, fine – but, like, they were barely considered a bubble team. But I guess their poor strength of schedule did them in. I just don't know how you can lead, leave a team that is 45-15, and 15, scored the most runs in all of college baseball, had the second-best run differential in all of college baseball, um, finished second in the Big Ten Championship only because they had to play. Listen, this is crazy. They finished their game at 3 a.m., and they had to play the final game at 6 p.m., like, that is just unfair playing conditions. Like, they don't do that in MLB. Um, and they lost to an inferior Michigan team who was – stole their spot. But, like, Michigan had a full night. Like, they played doubleheader, but at least they got a night of sleep. A 45-15 team, like, deserves to be in there. The best run defense, as I said, like, this is an absolute snub. You're not going to make an argument they weren't a top C4 team. Their RPI, which is the Ken Palm of college baseball, um, pretty much, was at 42. So, there really was – it really was out of the blue. As, as the reporter for the team, I personally, I didn't even like, when I got the text message in the group chat, I didn't even, like, I was shocked. Like I, I wasn't even considering they wouldn't make the tournament. I'm a little annoyed because I wanted to go to the tournament, which I might have been able to. Um, if they got in, I could have been in the press. So that was pissed me off. Um, but yeah, just annoying, annoying snub. Had Eric Cubs and a bunch of verified Twitter accounts <laughs> tweeting about it. Um, Rucker solidarity, let's go. Bull. But yeah, Rutgers got snubbed. Tennessee, of course, 
the favorites probably. They got a guy that throws 104 or five miles per hour. Insane. The volunteer firefighter. Yeah, and that is – and you know what? The 90 people who like my tweet agree, by the way. Um, But, yeah, that is – um. Follow me, L. Scorn one Twitter. Um, that is, nine or ninety. I'm gonna make a joke before Danny does. What? That's more interactions that Danny's ever gotten on all his tweets combined. Ninety? <laughs> First off, that's not true. I get like five likes a tweet or three. All those little, all those little Red Sox fans. Okay, we both know my that my dad to like my tweet. We both know. We both know that my Twitter is way more popular than both of yours. That's okay, but regardless, on my Twitter, I post Rutgers takes. Well, you mean my takes are the worst? You know nothing about them. How can you say that? You literally don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Um, no, it was funny, though. I said this to J- Dan, that I look at Jacob's tweet. It had two likes. I was like, I'll check who it was. It was Michael Kazan and Michael Kazan's company. So anyway, that was a tip-off. Longer ones. We missed two weeks. Um, but yeah, that was a tip-off. Dan, do-do. Let's move on to the NBA final predictions. Dan, you're the Celtics fan, so take it away. All right, we got the NBA Finals. Celtics, Warriors, starting on Thursday in Oracle Arena. Do they still call it that? Which one do they change? They changed the baseball field. They changed the Lakers. Yeah. Um, Look, I'm sure we all are – the Warriors are the favorites. Um, I mean, I think we can all admit that. But – how do the – okay, let's just, let's just open it up. How do you see these series going? Max, we'll start with you. We'll start with our guest, be a generous host. Honestly, it's going to be Warriors in five. I wouldn't be surprised to see it Warriors in four. Not just because the Warriors are, like, in all aspects a better team, but also that Boston is so mentally tired after fighting, like, a brutal, grueling series versus the Heat and physically tired as well. And now they have to play the best team in the NBA who has had time to prepare. I'm sure they're preparing to play Boston. I, I don't think many people, at least, after, at least after the first three or four games in the series, thought that the Heat would turn around. They almost did. They almost did. Credit to them. But I think I think the Warriors and most notably Steve Kerr have been scheming for playing Boston for a good week now. So they're going to be prepared and ready to go. I think they're going to take the first two games. Both are probably going to be. Not not quite very close. I think Boston might take game three or game four, make the series look a little bit more competitive. But no, I don't think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a demolition from the war by the Warriors again, as they've done throughout most of this playoffs. Agree. I have Warriors. I have Warriors winning. By the way, six six or seven. I'm not quite sure yet. Um, I I think Boston. Listen, the Boston are this, this Boston team are they're scrappier than the Warriors. I think they're stronger than the Warriors, and they're a bit bigger than the Warriors. I think an X factor will be Kevon Looney, because when he boards for the Warriors, like he did in the last couple games against the Mavericks and um, Grizzlies, this Warriors team is very unstoppable, because if he's a big man inside, then it's just too hard to guard the Warriors. They're too good. This Celtics team is better than expected. That said, the three-headed monster of Poole, Curry, and Clay, I think it would be too hard to handle. I think... Listen, I'll take Warriors in six, but it's hard. I find it hard to see the Celtics losing in TD Garden to lose the series. But I keep doing it. <laughs> that's true. That's true, actually. But in game seven, I think that um goes to seven. I think the Warriors take it. Curry goes off. Um, And then and another thing to think about is if Gary Payne Jr. comes back, then it, and for all five games, that might be a five-game series because he's so good at defense. Um, 
And it listen, all is back too, by the way. Marcus Smart was the DPOY. He's a great defender, but he's a little bit exposed that that this that series. He's still a great defender, but he's no deep. Uh, put it this way, he's definitely gonna he's definitely gonna like harass Curry, maybe put him off a little bit. But I'm not worried about Marcus Smart clamping Curry down personally. Um, so I think if Gary Payne and Iguodala come back and put on the defensive clamps, this could be a five game series. But I think the Celtics are scrappy and can get away. Tatum can have well, Tatum will have go nuclear one or two games that'll get them to win, um, for sure. And I think they can do enough to take it to six or seven, unless Peyton, Looney, and um, and Iguodala all play out of their minds because Peyton and Iguodala are so good defensively that it's going to be hard for the Celtics for, to overcome them coming back healthy. But we'll see. I don't. Health is always a hard thing in the finals. Dan or Jacob? Yeah, I'll, I'll go next. Uh, not too much to add here. Kind of agree with Ellis here. I do think the I do think the Dubs win in six. The Dubs take the dub in six games. Win the first two at home, uh, take one in Boston, and then one at home. Uh, right, that adds up to six. Yeah, I think Warriors take 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 it in six. Definitely, definitely, as Max said, I could see the Warriors just dominating uh, the first two games at home, and then you know Celtics, as Ellis said, Tatum or Brown having a huge game and just having a great like a much needed or kind of a must-win game three in Boston. But I just feel like the Warriors shooting is just going to be too much for the Celtics. Although one thing I could see causing an issue for the Warriors is the size. Obviously, Looney has been playing. He's been playing very good. He's been getting a lot of rebounds, you know, playing some great defense, in interior defense, and scoring some points. But I just feel like Robert Williams and, and uh, Horford could really expose the big men defense that – um that the Warriors have. And I think if Horford can get into the game and get his groove on and Grant Williams can, can shoot some threes successfully. I definitely think the Celtics have a shot to keep these games much closer, but I still got the Warriors in six. Danny, what you, what you got? I think, you know, you guys were talking a lot about the Warriors offensively, but I think it really comes down to, well, let me say this. I don't think enough people are talking about how much of an impact not having Robert Williams on the court, really healthy. He hasn't been healthy. He's not playing fourth quarters. Uh, not having him on the court, how much that made an impact? Because this is an all NBA second team defender. Could have been first if he didn't miss the last week or so of the season. I mean, this is the Warriors don't have anybody like that. I mean, Draymond Green said, he literally said, if Robert Williams is on the court, we're not going to be able to score inside. So, I don't think the Warriors are going to run away with these games. I'm not saying you guys said that, but I don't think they're going to run away with these games because it's really hard to just, I don't see the Warriors going on these like 25 nothing runs or whatever they go on. You know, like as I was watching the game when they were playing the Mavericks game two, immediately that was the only um, real game of the series like I'd really watched. But the Warriors during their crazy run at the, in the fourth quarter, they were just driving inside against the Mavs and the Mavs posed no resistance. The Celtics will pose resistance on defense. What worries me is the other side of the ball and how the Celtics can finish games because they didn't do it. I mean, game six, they had game six. Yes, the Heat made some crazy shots, but Jalen Brown missing key free throws, which he has done really all postseason. He has not shot well from the line. And Tatum with his turnover, that's what worries me. I mean, Tatum, I, I'm trying to remember the stats. So Brown and Tatum like had to combine three shots in the fourth quarter of game six and four turnovers. Like that can't happen. That cannot happen. 
And I'm worried about who's going to be that third scorer. We've seen when in game seven against the Bucs, Grant Williams was that guy. He scored 27 and they ran away with it. But that's not going to happen every game. Grant Williams is going to give you 27 each game. So everybody needs to trip in, chip in a little bit. Like Al Warford needs to make some threes. And Marcus Smart needs to not chuck up crazy threes like he did in game seven of, against the Heat. And um, well, it's Peyton Pritchard. I don't know how much he's going to play. He barely played in the end of the last series. Um, and just these other guys contributing because Tatum and Brown have not taken this. They, they struggle to take that hold when the game's on the line and it's like, go win you a game. I texted Ellis. I was like, Jason Tatum. It's just Jimmy Butler during last series. I felt like when it was just give him the ball and get out of his way at some point, especially at game six. I've never felt that with Tatum and Brown, except maybe game six against the Bucs, but that's it. It's too often it's like, oh, we're just trying to dribble around. It's, it's drive in, kick out. Like, that's all he's trying to do. He's not really trying, not really taking over the game, although immediately he had some crazy shots against the Heat in game seven. But overall, I'm saying overall, it's usually not that. It's usually more passive, not as aggressive as you want. That will come with time. But overall, I do have the Warriors winning, I think. They are just – Colin Coward, he says, basketball these days is mostly about who makes their threes. And the Warriors are going to make their threes. They are. Um, so, unfortunately, I think the Celtics are going to give it give it a punter's chance, but fatigue is going to take a, play a factor. And I think one or two of these games they're going to choke uh, – I don't want to use Jacob's choke word, but they're going to let it slip away at the end. Like how many games do you think the Warriors win in? Six? Uh, six or seven. Six or seven. Depends how uh, the Celtics lose a game at home, then I think it's actually if the Celtics lose a game at home, I think it's it's hard to see. I mean, this doesn't feel like, you know, seven feels to me like they're two evenly matched teams. And I don't think these are two evenly matched teams to predict seven. But also it's hard to see the Warriors going, ah, I'll say Warriors and six. I'll say Warriors and six. They go on the road and close it out in Boston. The Celtics can be really inefficient and just like chuck up shots and not make up, but the Warriors have those moments too. They're known for going on runs. Yeah, and they have turnover problems too. Yeah, they like you saw the game. Memphis was it that game five against Memphis where they literally couldn't do anything right. Like that that happens every game, just obviously much less time. But the the Celtics as a defensive team, they're not really a like big like um, steal. You know, when they're playing good defense, it's not so much the steals. Yeah, one one point I want to make is an X factor in this series. One player who I think this play will. I don't want to say we'll turn the series in either way, but we'll be pretty important. And I think one player like that is Clay Thompson, who really like he's been he's been okay this playoffs. Like overall this season, his like offensive efficiency is way down, his three point percentage is way down, his field goal percentage is way down. I think he's a guy like if he shows up four or five games in a row, I think the series could be over quickly. But if he continues like a kind of more line of like okay to average play, I think Celtics defense could really be like well, more of a we problem. Game, we know if it's for the Warriors, and we really realize. We know if it's game six, Clay's hit is getting at least 30 and shooting at least 80% from three. So it ain't the yeah. same clay, man. It ain't the same no, clay. He had it last, game six against the Grizzlies. That was a closeout game. He was the star, 32 points, I believe, and like 60% three-point shooting. All right. Here's ah. the last point. Here's the last point on me. I agree with you, Max, that if Clay Thompson's on his game, it's going to be over quickly. He's dropping 30 if he's the old Clay Thompson, but uh stringing together for five games again at this stage of the season. I guess the Celtics is hard. Um, I don't think the Warriors have played a team as 
defensively tough as the Celtics or just as good as the Celtics in general this postseason. Um, but for the Celtics to win, like I just said, this needs to happen and this needs to happen and Peyton Pritchard needs to do this and Grant Williams needs to do this and Tatum needs to do this. The Warriors, it's really, it's not that much. Yes. It's not that much. Yes. It's like, just go play your game. Don't turn the ball over and make your threes. I I, I know uh, Dan slash Jody Fox. That's what Dan's name is on the Zoom. He brought up that the Warriors have not really played a great defensive team so far in the playoffs. But in terms of defensive efficiency, Memphis is really high up there. They they are a great defensive team. And the Warriors beat them in six. And that was a Memphis team that was both rested and was predominantly healthy. I, mean, I guess I guess John was up. I guess John was up for two games, but you know in game five. Yeah, that was one game though. That was Memphis got equally schooled in many of the other games. But that does show that, like, even against great defensive teams, like the Warriors' offense is still working, even if, like, you know, Looney isn't playing at his best. I mean, I think I think the three toughest defensive teams in the NBA are the Celtics, Bucks, and Heat. These are the Knicks. I agree. I agree. I mean, those are really tough. Listen, let's be honest. The Celtics-Bucks series was probably the best series in the whole playoffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it took some heroics. It took Al Horford, you know, Turning on the Jacob Kasdan, took on a lot of th- a lot of things for them to win that game. All right, so let's move on to our top ten NBA players right now. Similar to MVPs, we all had our list, and then Ellis, the mathematician, went and averaged it out. Um, so let's get things started with our honorable mention. That's going to be John Moran, who is third in the MVP voting this year. Ellis didn't have him on the list at all. That's why he's just an honorable mention. I had him at nine. Jacob had him at 10. Max had an 11. So Ellis, the outlier. No job. No love for the job, man. Yeah, I think – I mean, I can talk about this a little bit. But, no, I had Jot 12, I believe I put him on. I made it longer list because I was curious. I made it all the superstars in the NBA. I think I had, like, 17. I had Jot 12. I think I might actually had 13 – 12. No, I had him at 12 ahead of Cat. Um, but – I had well, you'll see who I had at eleven. I had someone on this list at eleven, but I think we snubbed someone from the top ten that we forgot about, and that's partly because he's a and didn't play only played half the season. Kyrie Irving, I think, has to be top ten for me. He averaged he's averaging twenty seven. Yeah, all last three years. I know this year was half the year, but and I hate Kyrie Irving, and I hate I have to say this, but he averaged a little bit over twenty seven points on ridiculous efficiency, around forty two percent from three and forty eight percent from the field the last three years. Um. He, despite playing half the season, he actually only got better this year um, in half his games. So I, I understand. And he played well in the playoffs for mo- most of the, I think, three out of the four games, um, if I remember correctly, despite obviously them getting swept. And he's an underrated defender in terms of he gets, he, obviously, one, I saw he can't really defend, but he gets his steals. Um, I just think I just think Kyrie is a better player than Ja, um, more well-rounded, um, better defensively. On top of that, Jaw. I know this is a silly remark, but when you're trying to split hairs, Jaw was the team was better when he was off the field. Somehow, not quite sure off the court, not quite sure how. So listen, Jaw's twelve for me. He just has missed my cut. No disrespect, but I just think Irving should have been there. Yeah, I actually had my hand raised real quick because I made a last second change to my list and I switched out John Morant for someone else. Partially, partially. Oh, Devin Booker. Oh well, John Morant still would have won. Okay, but the point I wanted to make is that a a the, the, the somehow the Grizzlies were, as you said, 
better with him off the court than on it, even though, like, even with the heroics we saw with the Warriors, just in terms of total record, I don't know if that's, like, a weird, like, scheduling, like, anomaly or, like, what what sort of, like, effect is going on there. But I think you made a good point about Kyrie being a solid defender. John Morant really is not that great of a defender overall in terms of just overall defensive efficiency. Like, I think, like, Kyrie's good, but like jaw can be a lot liability at points. I think that's like kind of what pushed me to. But why is take Booker over this. Kyrie for you? Booker's kind of just like a less efficient. Ky- well, not he's not. But they're both scorers, but Booker's just less efficient. Booker Booker has solid defense, and he probably was the best player on the stunts, and they oh, were the wait, best team. Wait, in the rest I, I, I don't want to use my computer. I'm gonna use Jacob. I don't care. Let's look at True. this. True. Booker's. Yeah. Booker's know. top fifteen for me, but like real. Booker, yeah, Booker was probably 12 for me. No, but Booker averages less points than Kyrie by a point and on less efficient. Uh, kind of, but it, it, look, look at all the last few seasons. Booker averages less and less efficiency. Yeah, but, Kyrie, but Booker is getting better. Wait. Bro, Booker is what literally shooting like, Booker is shooting like 38% from three. I don't think Kyrie is shooting 38% from three. Kyrie shooting 42% from three, man. Bro, is he actually? Yes. Damn. Oh, I, Kyrie Irving is just a better scorer than Booker. Like, Bro, the last bro, Kyrie years. didn't play half the season, and Robin on Kyrie was not good in the playoffs. Bro, all my, um, all the Nets no. fans hate Robin on Kyrie, man. Dude, dude, I get Kyrie didn't play half the season, but he didn't play bad games like when he played. And we're talking about next season, right? Who are the top ten players? Kyrie, if Kyrie plays the full year, he's a top. Bro, who, is Kyrie gonna play the full year? Who's even gonna play for? All right, that that's not even resign with the Nets. That is your best point. But you, you can't stand here telling Booker's better when Kyrie Irving scores more points per game. as a better three-point shooting per game by 4%. By the way, it, it's even more in the last three years. It's 6% on average in the last three years. And he shoots 2% better from the field altogether. And I don't know about assists, but I'd assume Kyrie assists more too. So how are you going what, what, what to... What, what are Kyrie's rebounds and assists? He's also uh, a team killer. I just play some, some part of it. Fair enough, Kyrie. Irving. I'm pulling yeah, up. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up my like, numbers. I don't like defending Kyrie Irving. I dislike him. Kyrie Irving. It looks like five point eight Booker. Five point eight. He has, one, he has one more assist, more, and he only averages half a rebound less than Booker, dude. Come on, Kyrie's better than Booker. Come on. Nah. Fine. If nah. You're gonna say, Watch Kyrie the playoffs, bro. Like, you're say team. Fine, but. Booker had a bad playoffs. Come on, Kyrie wasn't bad. Kyrie literally almost led them single handedly to a game one victory. Oh, you can't you can't say Booker had a bad playoffs just because he got fine, bodied fine. by Jalen. He had a bad man. playoffs. He was fine. Oh, uh, he was good. Um, but I just don't understand how you can say Kyrie's better than Booker. No, nah, it's, it's it's different, bro. The Suns get the ball around more. They have Chris Paul scoring. They've been scoring. Oh come like, on! Who, who are the Nets is scoring besides KD and Kyrie, bro? What do you ever see Nick Claxton go for 20? We're getting sidetracked. Like, talk about this. Bruce Brown. Kyrie's oh, continue. We can continue. All right. Let's go on to our top 10 after that. I have interesting opinions on this. I'm very split. But, um, yeah, you're the highest, so you go, and then I have the lowest, so I'll go. So, Jimmy Butler really impressed me during the playoffs, during the series. With you know, I went in, I don't think I respected him enough, saying, oh, he only averages 21 points. But I think just all the little things he does for a team defensively, moving the ball around, hustle. I mean, he played every minute of the last two games. I mean, he almost carried that team to the finals. So that's got to play some part of it. Um, defensively, he's better than some of the guys um, ahead of him on the list. Uh, the thing is, he doesn't shoot threes. That's really what it's down to. That's why he only averages 21 points. But 
It's it's hard to stop him on offensively. Like it really is. And he's a playmaker. Uh, and he's a playmaker. And you know he could guard wings. He could guard guards. You know he, he's a pretty good player. He is a really good player. Listen, if I had him at eleven, because if I agree with Dan, he does everything right. If if I'm picking players on my team, like I want next year, he's top ten. That said, I could not put him in the top 10. I put him in honorable mention because I think that's the respect he deserves because here's the issue. His stats are not only not top 10. I can name you 16. I can name you 17 better guys, 16 better guys with stats than his. In my opinion, he's the 17th best stats in the league. Uh, and- ex- excuse me. Who, 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 who's dragging two very average and okay heat teams to the finals? Wait, and that's what I'm saying. Twice. Playoff Twice. Jimmy, that's hard everything, Jimmy man. Where- he really shines. He's incredible. You see everything, and that's why he's eleven for me. He's honorable mention, um, because because despite I mean, his, his, his his per, which is basically war. I mean, it's too higher than Curry. It's no, up there with Jaw. Advanced stats are very good. That's I'm, all I care about. I mean, he's not, you know, not every star is built the same. He's not going to hit threes like Curry. No, but his base stats. Listen. For me to be, I really think Jimmy Butler, as I said, I think Jimmy Butler's a dog. I think he's, if I'm picking players, he's top 10, but I just can't get past the stats to put him top 10. That's why he's in my honorable mention. Anyone else got anything to say? I'm just going to say, bro, if you put Embiid on this Heat team, he's not making it to the conference finals. Everyone knows that. A healthy Embiid? It had to be Jimmy. 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 Trade not- ban for like some like a mid guard, bro. Um, shut up, Max. It um, had to be Jimmy. All right, number nine is our most contentious one. Dan and Jacob didn't have him on the list. Me and Max had him pretty high. Um, J- Jacob, I'll let you explain first. I think the argument, though, I, we know the argument that you're about to make. Yeah, I think the argument is pretty simple for why I do not have Kawhi Leonard in my top 10 currently in the NBA. Uh, I think it's pretty simple. Basically, Obviously, we haven't seen what he's had in the last year and a half. By the time he comes back, he would have missed almost two full seasons. And what? He's 31, 32 years old. By the time he comes back, two full years, sorry. By the time he comes back in like one and a half seasons. Yeah. By the time he comes back. And I feel like there's so much uncertainty there. And as it was already, Kawhi was limited offensively, similar to Jimmy. In terms of range, no, stop yes, that. yes, stop that. that's true. Stop that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up the stats right now. Stop that. You can't say that. I am saying that. All right, well, let's see. Stop. I don't care what the stats say. Right, you, oh, yeah, you're so annoying. Last time you played, he averaged 25 points a game. Whatever, by the way, by the way, he played 52 games. So yeah, he averaged 25 okay. points a game. On okay, so he shot 39 percent from three. That's really solid. 40%, 39 point eight. Round it up. 40% from three. That's better than Booker. Okay. I'm, I'm, I just don't think he's, he's been injured. He hasn't played. No one knows what he has. Yeah. He's a fantastic defender. He's injury prone. He can get injured again. And the ACL is very easily retear. True. And I just don't know what you're going to have with Kawhi coming back. So that's why I don't have him in my top 10. Look, that is very. We look at the list. I mean, I think we're splitting hairs here with everyone. I mean, there's. We're at top 10. These are superstar franchise building pieces, and we're splitting hairs. And this is a, I don't know if this makes sense, but this is a pretty big hair. Yeah. He's 31 and hasn't played in a year and a half, coming off a serious ACL injury. I got, you know, Clay Thompson, he had a, a knee in Achilles, and he's came back, but he's, you know, three point, like his game is three point shooting. 
The Achilles is an awful injury, though. What? Achilles is a such a different injury. Like that is. It's still. Achilles is like the worst injury you can get in basketball. It's it's definitely up there. A year and a half, like that's pretty serious too. I'm gonna say this. No, I'm gonna say why did the same Spurs, bro? He's just like gearing up for like another like nuts like finals. I'm just I want to see Max's list because I'm looking at my top six and I'm just like. Well, he's not better than Giannis. Or, well, I don't want to give his stuff away. I'm just like, LeBron. If you have ahead of LeBron or KD, like, can I say this though? He doesn't play. What was his? I'm. Well, I, I want. Okay, Ellis, you could say something. I want to say something. I've been. Uh, listen, I I think your argument's actually totally legitimate. I'm not going to argue with it if you don't want him on this list. Um, but the argument for it is last we saw him played, he was clearly a top five player. He was, in fact, I would say three, um, only behind LeBron and KD. So, and he's already been injured for a year before in his career. So I'm just going to, I'm going to put my trust in Kawhi until he comes back top 10 because pretty much his whole career since he broke out as a star, he's been top 10. Last we saw him play, in my opinion, he was clearly the third best player in the league. So I think I like in that. Since he's been hurt, people have blossomed. Luca's blossomed. For sure. For sure. But I think everybody, everybody top ten until they aim. For sure, and yeah, that's true. But I'm gonna give the track record to Kawhi. But I understand why you don't, Max. I just want to say that during that Raptors finals run, he was top two in the NBA, both defensively and offensively. And if I think he could replicate something close to that, like. He is way better than Jimmy. He is way better than Booker. He is way better than like nine and eight on my list. Like, this is a dude who carried like Kyle Lowry to the finals. Like, I get it was four years ago. Kyle Lowry he was a little bit better, but Kyle Lowry this year, like, I don't know, man. I don't know, man. Like, Kawhi Lowry, Kawhi Leonard was crazy, man. He was crazy. He is. He was different. So if I think he could just reachieve a shred of that, he is definitely top ten and. There's a reason why I have a six, just because of the potential he has. And honestly, I think he kind of took this year off as like a little bit of a break here. Like he wasn't rushing to get himself back. I think he, the rest will help him as well to return strong for next year and return form a powerful duo with Paul George. Here's another thing. He hasn't played 60 plus games since 2016. So even when he's quote unquote healthy, like in that finals year, he missed 22 games in 2019. He He's missed. resting, man. He's just He's resting. Let him be. 17 games. Load management. 20 games in 2020. Then he got That's what he's got Reggie Jackson for. These, Come other on. Guys, these other guys don't rest. These other guys. Doesn't matter. If he, if, guys, if, he, if, he, if he shows up in the playoffs, doesn't matter. Uh, move on. Now I'm moving on. Because I, I, get, I get both sides. Eight, Jason Hatem. I have him lowest at nine, but we're pretty much all consensus. Uh, I think this is just where, personally for me, I just think this is where he kind of fell. Uh, he's a bit too inconsistent to be top five, but he's still a star. And he's still, when he's hot, he's definitely top five. Um, he'll, I think he'll eventually make his way up to five or six. Uh, he has that potential. He's getting better on defense. I still wouldn't call him like lockdown or anything, but like, I wouldn't say he's a liability either. I would call him lockdown. He got first team all in me votes defensively. Uh, I know where you get the votes. Listen, is that You're right? You know more than the voters. Either way, I just no, I could be wrong. I'm just saying that I don't think he is. Um, but either way, I just think this is where he falls. A very, very good player, but he just has yet to break to that 
I guess I was, in my opinion, top like seven or six echelon. No. Um, well, I, I mean, we're disagreeing, but well, Ellis has him two spots lower than me. Um, Tatum, I think every year he's getting better at something. This year, I think it was really playmaking. There's still struck, turnover problems, handle problems. He tries to play hero ball a little too much, and sometimes he's not aggressive. But it's really becoming – he's just becoming such a great all-around player. Like, And you can see him blossoming from just a guy, a jump shooter when he first got in the league to what he's become now, which is a guy who could make a finals with, which is what he just did. Um, there's still room to grow. Um, and I don't think he's as established as the other guys we have on the list. I don't think he's ever been like a serious MVP candidate, which every person on the list I could say has. Um, but Jason Tatum, he's a good, good player, man. All right, let's move on. Curry. This is disrespectful. Um, True. I that I is. Hold up. I haven't exactly ranked. I don't really need to explain myself. This is perfect for me. Dan has him at 10. <laughs> Crazy. Mm. Max and Jacob. I think this is, I like it where I'm at. So I'm going to give this to Max. I'm going to leave this to these three to fight over it because you guys all seem to have strong opinions on Curry. Max, you got Kaz, it. Kaz, you want to go first? Got it. You got it. All right. All right. All right. There are very few players in this league who have to really, you know, change the way a team defends. And Steph Curry, he's one of those players. He stretches the entire defense out just due to the, his range. And yeah, I get it. He's older. He isn't shooting as well as he used to. But a huge part of the Warriors offense and also their success in the paint is just how defenses have to adapt to having Steph Curry on the floor. And just his almost like infinite range to just make threes from literally almost whenever. And that game-changing ability and overall just uniqueness as a player is the reason why I put him at number three. Just he may not have the stats of some of the players higher on this list, but hey, he was like he was had an MVP caliber season last year, and also also just is a truly game altering type of player. Yeah, I very, very much agree with Max here. I just I just don't see how, in my opinion, the best point guard of all time. I think he's better than Magic. I think he's past him. I think Curry's the most influential player in NBA history on the game. He's changed the game the most with the three pointers. Just obviously the best shooter of all time. And the best shooter in the leagues currently. I just don't see how I, I can see someone putting him at five because there's so much talent and there's big men that are talented like Embiid and Jokic. But I just really don't understand. And I want to hear your reasoning, Danny, for why you have him at 10. Well, here's what you guys just gave me. Um, Max is talking about how he hits a lot of crazy threes. And um, Jacob is talking about the past and that he is what he was one of the, well, one of the greatest point guards of all time. I don't care about all time. This is right now. And what's right now, right now is one of the worst season of his career since I'm trying to look at it, probably 2014 for a guy who's 33. I mean, the percentages just plummeted. And this is after a hot start to the season. Went from shooting 48% from the field last year to 44. I don't think he's the best shooter in the NBA anymore. He went from, you know, maybe when he was shooting 42% from three, but now when he's shooting 38, didn't you just say uh, Booker was shooting 38% from three? Like, like, come on, like, what are we doing here? Like, he averaged 25 points per game. That's good. But for a guy who isn't an inside really presence, um, you know, not at, not top tier defensively, um, you know, doesn't do some of the all-around things that other guys in this list do. Like, he's still great. You know, he's still great, but he's 10. 
He's not three or four. You're putting him ahead of LeBron. You're putting him ahead of Jokic. You're putting him ahead of, like, KD. KD, who's a bear, a much better shooter at this stage of the game, at this stage of his career, than Curry is. Like, comparing him to some of the other guys here on this list, I mean, three. I want to see your guys' list because I don't know how Curry is ahead of some of these guys. In terms of the PER metric I brought up earlier, like, he is dead last out of the players I ranked. He is number 10. You really think Curry's worse than, worse than Ja? Uh, yeah, I mean, he averaged less points, less rebounds. Yeah, he had a down year, but I think you have to give Curry, the, and that's why I have him at seven, but I think you have to give Curry the benefit of the doubt, not to him at 10. But why? He's 33. Why? LeBron's 36. Where do you have him? Well, you'll see. Well, we uh, let's move on. Down. Actually, on that, let's move on. Wait, no, 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 no. Okay. LeBron isn't slowing uh, down at all. LeBron averaged the most points since what? He was... Yo, Curry was MVP last year, man. Like, maybe he wasn't as trying as hard this no, year. Wasn't. Give him a little break. He was Give not him a little MVP break. Last year. He was not MVP last year, Max. LeBron has a slow down. Caliber. MVP caliber. When you shoot 5% worse from the field and 4% worse from three, and you're 33 years old... No, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. Come on now. What are we doing? Damn, Fox. <laughs> don't you wish you had a, a shortstop that can make an accurate throw? What happened? Bogey had an oh error and the God. Reds put again. Why are you watching the Red Sox game? You lose I'm watching on uh, that. All right, let's move on. KD6. We all have been pretty – Max has him at nine. Jacob has him at three. That kind of bounces out. Me and Dan are similar. So we, I think me and you guys know me and Dan's position on this. A uh, great score, but just doesn't have enough to get top five, uh, top four at this point. Jacob and De- Max, you guys are polar opposites, so I want you guys to talk about it. Yeah, I'll go first because I have him higher. I have him at three. I think he's not not because they pound a pound, but I think other than Giannis, I think he's the hardest person in the league to defend because he can he can really score everywhere. He can score inside. He can pull up outside. He can shoot from the corners, and I think his. His dribbling, his passing, his vision, and mixed with his shooting ability, just makes him and his height. He's he's seven foot, or six one, or six eleven, not six six one, six eleven or seven one, however tall he is, and just the fact that he's that tall, and he can shoot and move and pass and dribble that well is the reason I have him at three. And I just think he's one of the most unstoppable forces in the NBA. So that's why I have him at three. Why well, you have him at nine? Pretty low, honestly. I, I think I think Katie took a little bit of a step back this year from the Nets games that I watched, and also including the Celtics series versus the Nets. I mean, Katie, he didn't have Katie, a bad. Sorry, he didn't have a bad series. He said he didn't, or he did. He did. He didn't have a really bad series. Yeah, I mean, it's not even that, but I feel like he's a little bit less confident with his shots. And I think honestly, we're going to see KD take a step back next year. He just honestly, I don't. I don't think he, I don't think he has it anymore. I don't I don't think he has it, and I think next season we're going to see him just I don't know fade a little bit, fade a little bit, not be like as unstoppable from the mid range, capable of creating his own shots, and I just don't think he'll be the same type of player. Let's move on. Joel Embiid, I'm at three. Max, I know Max thinks Jimmy Butler's better than him, so he's a big hater. Um, Max, you go, and then I'll defend. You really want me to repeat my whole spiel? On yeah, you're wrong. Joel Embiid. You're wrong. Bro, bro, bro. Joel Embiid has the pieces around him. Like, he had a good team What are you year. talking about? He had Maxi, who is good. Harden, who is pretty Lee. good. Harden was Tobias trash. Harris, who is good. Average. And just 
whenever Joel Embiid is leading a team, it is never his fault when his team loses. And man is a free throw merchant. He is averaging 12 free throws a game. Who likes to see that? Because he's unstoppable. Oh, yeah. Is he, bro? Are we going to see one rule change? He's going to turn into the next Harden, man. No, stop that. Stop that. Embiid ain't unstoppable. Why does he always choke in the playoffs? Why? Why has he never gone further in the playoffs? He had Jimmy on his team. He had oh. Ben Simmons on his team. So Who else on now? Get Tobias Harris on his team. The present. Bro, he stop, ain't stop doing sending, shit. Stop sending Tobias Harris on the player. Tobias Harris is pretty good, man. Like He's mid. He's the definition of mid. That dude's the okay, best bro. mid player in the NBA. Who, who's the third best player in the Nets? Ben Tobias Simmons. Harris is way better. Tobias ben Harris is way better Simmons. than Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons has not touched the court, man. I don't even know if he still knows how to play basketball. Dude, like, come on, MB come on! The biggest bag in the league. He can score. Yeah, man, win. that bag really helped to beat the Heat, right? Oh my! And for first two games, listen. When he was on the floor, and Embiid is not even that good of a shooter. Floor, Everyone acts like Embiid is a generationally good shooter, bro. But he misses so many open threes. He misses he so many wide open threes. Like, he'll be standing. He'll be, he'll be standing top of the key, wide open, and like he'll break three quarters of him. Dude, like, like that's. God damn, you're wrong. He's a just, generally just, really good Okay, bro, if he is a top three player, he should be able to drag my team to the finals. Guys, Max, Max, he shoots yeah. 37. He shoots 1% worse from three than okay. Devin Ellis, Booker. Ellis, Ellis, center Ellis, who has Ellis, better Ellis. If he is top three, why isn't he dragging teams to the finals? Jimmy Butler's top 10. He's dragging team. He dragged the team to the finals. He dragged his team to the conference finals Jimmy this Butler's year. Max, nothing, nothing against Embiid. Teams don't build around centers. For championship level teams, so top three, top three. You say he's top three, Jimmy bro. Butler he's trying to team to the finals. Tyler Hero, bro. Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, bro. What are you on? If he is top three or top four, he has to he has to be dragging a team to the finals. Like, come on, come on. He stop that. Ellis, 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 Ellis. Do you think it's Ellis? I want you to answer a question. Do you think a top three player should be able to drag a team to the finals? He's a pretty good team. Yes, but uh, what happened? What happened? What happened? No, I can't disagree. No, no, I can't disagree. Because Jokic isn't. Jokic isn't. Okay, bro. Jokic has a far worse team than Embiid. Like Aaron Gordon, like. This year, that's true. That's true. That, that's offensive, Ellis. You know it's offensive. That's true. That's true. But and Butler had a better team around him than the 76ers. On top of that, what is Jokic? Nah. What does him be bad at? What does him be bad at? What is he winning? At? Winning. Stop. Winning. Wins the call. <laughs> Keep playoff wins. He's the, three. He's the best footwork in the league. He's the best footwork in the league. He's the best post move in the league. He can hit a mid range game. He can hit a step back three. This man is a generational scorer. And by the way, okay. Okay. he's very they, good at defense where- too. Where are they in the playoffs? What what, what round did they lose in, Ellis? Shut up. Because he gets the ball so many times. Oh, yeah. So he gets the ball so much. That's why his team sucks. Stop that. Move Stop on. That. Move on. Move on. Move on. You think Embiid's about to take the Sixers to the finals next year? No. We take it the year after that? Yes. Oh, my God, man. Their team is so ass. They have Harden, Naxi, and Tobias Harris. Right, it's garbage. Incredible. James Harden is crazy, Chris, man. Five point guard. Okay, okay, Jacob. Off. Maxie's not a top five point guard. Can we not make stupid arguments? If you if you watch the versus the Raptors, Maxie was very good. He was very Bro, good. Get Maxie's not a top five point guard. Can we not be stupid? But 
B right. has a good supporting cast around him. That's the point we're trying to make, and he is not Embiid, touching the like, final. Look at Embiid. Embiid averaged 30 points a game. 37% okay. from three. 50 okay. from the field. Okay, what, what round of the playoffs do you make it to? Oh, my God. Oh, my God, man. Jimmy is seventh, man. Jimmy is not that good, bro. What is he doing? He's beating Embiid. He was better that series Embiid. than Embiid. He won the series. He did it. He did it. Guys, do you remember Embiid? Bro, you're so mad, bro. Embiid you're had so a face mad. injury, a finger injury, and a leg injury. And bro, a still... face injury? Who cares? And what what do you need a face for? Bone. Who cares? Dude, when, when Embiid played, they were two and two. And that was the Embiid injured. Give me Embiid over Jim. If Embiid was healthy, they were winning that series. Oh, my God, bro. Oh, my God. You're lucky. You're lucky. I'm not saying You're lucky the Heat. The Rocky Embiid was out the first two games because they're winning the series with Embiid is back. Um, okay, okay, Ellis. Maybe we'll see next year when they go in the right, first round. You, know, you got to give Max credit. Like, I feel like every time he's on here, he's just throwing some wild takes out. Like, it's not like he's just being conservative. Like, being, you know, like, he makes his presence felt. Or LeBron James. Bro, how did LeBron James win his fourth? It's like fifth, fifth, I have six, and fifth. two. Here's the thing with LeBron James. He's still the be- one of the best scorers in the league. His defense has fallen off a cliff. Um, and because of that, he can't be, he, for me, he can't be top four, all top four are better than him at defense. Um, but on terms of offense, he's still top three for sure. Uh, he's also his health. Talk about health. Health is a factor at this point in his career. Um, Jacob has that too. I think we're all the same because of the same reason. Jacob explain why he's two. Average 30 and a half points a game at 36 years old. I don't care how old he is. Yeah. I don't see why his age matters. And honestly, he could be higher. I just don't think he's trying on the Lakers for defense. Like, I don't think he thinks it's worth it. I'm like, level with you. Top three, Jokic. I'm at four. Put him at seven. Mind oh, my God. Mind you. Put him at seven. Put him at seven. That's pretty hard. So disrespectful. Uh, Max and Dan, you're pro. I guess. I guess. Which is my second favorite player in the league. There's just so much. I guess me and Jacob will go negative because because Embiid is better than Jokic. I'd rather have Embiid on my team than Jokic. <laughs> Do literally carry, literally carry the team. Like literally more than NB, more than any of the guys we talked about. And he's been, he was better than last year. Career high in points, career high in boards. Like he does things that nobody else in the history of the game has done. And you want to, we talk, we talk about like all the surrounding players. What did Jokic have to work for this season? Work with this. Yo, team? he had Austin Rivers, man. Sure. Austin Rivers was a beast. For sure. Markeith Morris. Aaron Gordon. But can I say something about Jokic that bothers me, even though I've met four? No other player in this list gets taken out in the last minute for defensive purposes. No other. Listen, Jokic, ISO, all these players, every single player in this list is better at ISO ball than Jokic. Yo, Ellis, just I was thinking about that earlier because you did bring that up before, but he is pretty high on like overall defensive defensive efficiency. Yes, but not uh, defensive stats are weird. Um, my point is, but just say, just say, I'm, 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 I'm telling you the numbers, Ellis, and he is, he is a good defender. He is a good defender according to defensive efficiency. I, I can set my sources if you want. I got my, I got my numbers in front. Fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Of, I mean, the MVP. Jacob has the MVP seven. I mean, two yeah, times. It's, pretty, it's low. It's pretty low, Jacob. I mean, no, I do. I, I. You have Curry over him. Yes. You have um. You, you can look at my list. Uh, I mean, I, his list isn't that bad, to be honest. I mean, Curry better than Jokic at this stage. Yeah, I would agree with Dan at this point, but 
but I mean, all he has other than Jokic is Doncic, Embiid, KD, LeBron, Giannis. You can make arguments for all those guys. There's so much talent in the NBA right now. It's incredible. All right, but how about the guy? All right, there's so much talent, but this guy's won MVP two straight years. And also, also, I feel like people are hating because he lost to the Warriors in five. But like, look at what the Warriors did to the Mavs. They had Luca. They like what? They lost in five. Am I right? Yeah, they did. They did. And Jokic was putting a forty. Like, bro was out there balling. Like he was working his ass God. off. His like ass team. Like he was like putting up a respectable series. Like, Let's move on. He was like getting boards, getting assists. Like, come on. Even though he doesn't have the playoff success, he's a great all right. player. All right, we got it. You I know Jokic. Um, two. Don Schitt's me, Dad, have him at two. Jacob Max have him at six. Oh God, nah. Saw what happened in the playoffs. Saw what happened in the playoffs. Saw what happened all year. Yes, he struggled early on. This dude, I'm sorry. He's a beast. He's a certified bucket. He can. There's nothing he can't do. He's at eh, defense, I guess. But he's a, I, he's a bucket. The thing with Luka Doncic, and I think, I think the same thing with Jokic. And that's the reason they're so low. One, the defense is not good. Two, a team centered around them will never win a championship. Wow. Especially... Especially Luca, he's too ball dominant. He'll never win a championship. I disagree. If you surround him with a nice supporting cast, then you can win a championship. I don't know how you could say that. Like, at, at, like that's that crazy. Never win a championship when you're um, LeBron won a championship. He's ball dominant. That's true. Okay, LeBron is a bit of an outlier. I mean, you look at what Luca did this year. I mean, it's insane. It's insane. Getting to the Western Conference Finals with that cast. Beating the Suns with that cast, 28, 9, and 8? 28, 9, and 9, I should say. I want to bring up why I put Luka fourth instead of second is that the Mavs cast is a little bit underrated. It's a tad bit underrated. Maxi Kleber, he's, pre- he's a pretty efi- uh, efficient shooter. Finney Smith, also a pretty efficient shooter. And they're all, they're all very good defenders. They're a well-coached team. So I, I'm not as surprised that they went a little bit further in the playoffs in the Nuggets. And like other teams like that who have like one star and like you know um like a very mid sounding cast, but I, I still think Lugo is very impressive. That's just I'm explaining why I had him at fourth instead of at like say. Right, so number one, Giannis. Ah, unanimous. What is there to say? He's the only unanimous guy on this list. Actually, the dude is incredible at everything. He's only getting better too. Talk about Tatum getting better. Giannis is getting better. He's averaging every year. He shoots better. Um, and if if he ever gets to like good like very good shooting, like he'll just be unstoppable. He didn't have the best series against the Celtics. Some games he wasn't amazing, but he's still great. Number one. Fine. Let's do predictions really quickly. Celtics Warriors. Dan is the Celtics. We all have the Warriors. Game one. Game game one. one. Thank you. Twins Blue Jays. Friday through Sunday. Everyone has the Jays except for me as the Twins. I know what I. I don't know. I'm feeling the Twins. They're good. They have a better record. White Sox Rays. Everyone has the no. Jacob Dan have the White Sox as notorious Rays hater. I have the Rays. And Jeremy and Max the Rays as notorious Rays lovers. Mets Dodgers. First three games of the series, we all have Dodgers. Mets are good. Dodgers are better. Padres, Brewers, first three games of the series. Um, a little split here. Jeremy and Jacob have the Padres. Everyone else has the Brewers. Um, again, two teams who have even records at this point. Great teams. I think Brewers pitching will go, go off. Mariners, Rangers. I honestly just chose the team with the better record, which is the Rangers. The Mariners have been struggling all year. Julio Rodriguez is really fast, but the Dan, but Dan Jacob and Max, the Mariners. Me and Jeremy have the Rangers. A lot of variety in week nine. Let me let me take you through the eight weeks so far. Um, I'm trying to wrap this whole thing up in the next two minutes. Dan leads with 54%. I'm 52% second. Jeremy 50% third. He's always at 50%. Jacob having a rough week, 46%. 
Let's wrap it up in under two minutes. Thank you, Max, for joining episode 101. It's a jam-packed, interesting episode, to say the least. If you want to listen to our podcast, you Spotify, our podcast, wherever at Who's on Top of the Show podcast, Space Open, O-N, Base C-O-P, like, subscribe, um, leave a review, especially now on Spotify, you can leave a review, turn on notification bell. We now post on weekends, but sometimes we vary because it's the summer and we have work. YouTube, Who's on Top of the Show podcast, Space O-N, Space C-O-P, like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff, turn on notification bell for YouTube. We post the highlights always there on our YouTube channel of the episodes. If you can't, don't have time to watch the whole thing and want to see our pretty faces, go do that. Social media, what.podcast, W-O-T.P-O-D-C-A-S-T for both Instagram and Twitter. Instagram, we do polls, um, photoshops, little snippets of the episode. We're very interactive over there, so go follow and like. Twitter, Dan's looking at the Red Sox team as he has a crucial battle with the Reds. Embarrassing. Twitter, we post sometimes live reactions of games, always standings. And um, always standings and um, what else? Always standings and oh yeah, always, episode links are always in the bio. Episode links are always in the bio. I think that is it. Next so episode 102 will focus on the NBA Finals probably and MLB. With that, thank you very much. Have a safe week. Uh, have a safe week. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Be happy. Be healthy. And goodbye. <laughs>